welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's your host, J.A., and I am joined by none the other than the great man himself, Richard Garraway. How are you, my friend? Rockin' Jay, how are you? I'm good. For some reason, I feel like we had a week off and I can't explain why. And <laughs> I think we're doing it a day later than normal because we had the public it's holiday not- yesterday. Well, I did. I know you don't get your public holidays with your work. I get some, but get no, some I didn't fun. have... I worked yesterday. Yeah, so... But I made up for it today by not working as hard as I should because I was just constantly following the election. Is it decided yet? No. Definitely not. Is Trump, so, Trump going to win? Trump's going to uh, win. In all honesty, it's about a 50-50 proposition right now. And betting agencies have Trump as the favorite. Maron, you're kidding me. Do you know what? Nope. On one hand, I'm like, I don't want Trump to win. And it, like, it doesn't really affect us here in Australia too much. Like, let, Let's be honest. It might a little bit, but not a lot. And But on the other hand, I'm like, I really kind of want Trump to win again just to show how dumb... America's systems are because he'll win it with like 10 million less votes and I just find it hysterical that's how they do it it's just to me like you just go with mass whoever votes whoever gets the most votes wins I don't know they do it by states or something like that Richie you're more political than I am Uh, it's the electoral college system and we do not have time to go into it as to how it works Um, but it allows a moron like Donald Trump to get put into presidency not only once but two times potentially we'll wait and see I guess yeah, so you can basically lose the popular vote but still be elected president. It's happened, I think, now four times. And we don't know. He may win the popular vote this year. Mm. Um, but it basically, yes, allows you to take less overall votes yet still win the election. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I think it was 3 million was the difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton back in 2016. Um but that's out of 65 odd million each. Um, I think yeah. it was, yeah, 65 to, oh, let's round it. Let's call it 66 to 63 million. There you go. There you go. So it was close. And this one, in all honesty, the way it's shaping out right now, it's going to be even closer. It's really look like looking like it's going to come down to Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. and maybe Georgia, but I still expect Georgia to go to Trump. Yeah, because a lot of people just vote on the party they prefer, don't they? They don't really care who the figurehead is. It's Republic or Democrat. They just just is what they are. There's certainly a huge part of it. There'll be people who who just identify as Republicans, people who just identify as um, Democrats. Then there are genuine swing voters um, and then people who will vote you know, for um, the candidate over the party. Mm. Um, But I think just the way that their their current system is set up um, and just where they are politically right now, it's going to be extremely close again. It will be a handful of million votes either way. The real interesting thing will be a record turnout. Um, It's already headed that way. Um, So more people are engaged politically. Yeah, in the US, we Australia's one of the few countries that have um, mandatory voting. There's only about four, um, 
and we're certainly the biggest off the top of my head. America does not have that. Um, so, you know, was 180 odd million turned out last time. They reckon they're going to like smash that. It's been a lot of promotion, year. including, you know, the NFL vote and all the NBA vote. All those sports are doing their bit to, you know, I think if you want, like, I don't, I never thought about it in Australia because, you know, we have to vote. But I guess if you're mm. given the right and your, your, you know, your opinions wanted or your votes needed, you should do it. Just go and do it. You know, I, personally, I've always said you can't complain yeah. about the people who run your country if you're not engaged in it. Mm-hmm. Who go, oh, my vote doesn't matter. It's like, that's the worst way to look at it. Of course, your vote matters. It counts for one. Yeah, everyone counts the same. Rich, poor, indifferent doesn't matter. They mm-hmm. all count the same. I think that's. I really do think I hate when people say, "Oh, I hate politics." They're all crooks anyway. It, it's just such a, a closed-minded view of the whole process, the whole system. So um, it's interesting. America's system is unique. <laughs> Nobody does it like this. Um, once you get your head around it, it's really interesting. Um, but I think we probably won't find out till maybe, you know, mid-morning tomorrow, our time. Um, and, and we're recording this at almost 8 p.m. on Wednesday night. Yep. So it's going to be a little while mm-hmm. and there will be, I expect there'll be some court challenges. There'll be recounts. It may be some time before we know who's won. Beautiful. Well, let's. Uh, this isn't the political podcast, so let's get into the NFL. <laughs> and before we do, I wanted to thank our good friends at Breaking Oz Memorabilia. I did break... Did I, had I broken the, Roven, the Ravens helmet last week? I think I had already. Yes, so you did. The yep. first helmet was uh, was given away. Um, had a few people sign up for the Patreon. So if you want a chance to get into basically every month, uh, you can sign up to our Patreon with Breaking Oz Memorabilia. $10 a month and you get a free entry. Well, not a free entry. It gains you an entry into a helmet break every month and a chance to win, you know, one like the Trail Suggs helmet we gave away, a speed authentic signed NFL helmet. So um, descriptions are all down in the, sorry, all this information is down in the description. If you want to get to Patreon, sign up for $10 a month. It's, it's really nothing if you get, if you land one of those helmets, you know, they're worth up to $1,000, sometimes more depending on who the player is. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, so thank you very much to Breaking Oz Memorabilia and also thank you to Burnley Brewing. I have been enjoying your beer way too much of late and I hope the opening went well after lockdown and business has been booming. So I have to, go, have to actually go in there in the next few days and pick up some more beer. So um, yeah, really excited. I might head in there and have a, I might have a meal in there, Richie, now that I'm allowed to. Uh, sit down and have some lunch or something like that. I went out for dinner tonight with was my it, wife and daughter. Was it nice? It was. It was fantastic. Sitting yeah. down, no mask on while you're eating. It was great. It's delightful. Enjoyed yeah. it immensely. Starting to feel a little bit, little bit normal. Not quite normal. Just a little. Five bit. days of zero. Five days. We're home. We're almost home. Everyone just keep doing the right thing. Well done, Melbourne. Everyone just, yeah, make sure you keep doing the right thing. But let's crack into the news for this week. I want to start with the 49ers. They're in... Big, big trouble now. Their injuries are absolutely ramping up. They've lost George Kittle for what's been said is eight weeks. The doctor said eight weeks. The team, um, George Kittle himself said two, but, you know, we're going to, let's call it six to be safe. Uh, but that's the chunk of their season. They're four and four at the moment, which is which is not good. And then on top of that, Jimmy Garoppolo is now out indefinitely with that high ankle sprain. Um He was really struggling with it the last few weeks, and they've decided just to put him on ice and rest him. Uh, so big trouble in 49ers, their chance of getting back to, even just getting back, they're definitely not getting back to a Super Bowl, I don't think, but their chances of getting back to the playoffs after you know playing in a Super Bowl last year are looking very slim now. 
Yeah, the only good thing going for them is obviously there's that extra slot. We've talked about it a lot this year, but I don't think we really fully understand what kind of record is going to get that final slot. Yeah. But that being said, it, it, it's a long road ahead for them now. Obviously, Kid was one of the most explosive players in the league, and at his position, he's probably the best. Yeah. Um, the Jimmy G one is the most interesting to me. His contract runs out of guaranteed money this year. Yep. They can cut him next year and save themselves a ton of cap space um, or they can trade that off the books. Um, so, you know, we may see a new quarterback in the 49ers next year. It'll be very interesting to see what happens there because besides... The, the fourth you know, in their division. Yeah. Can you believe they're last in their division with four wins? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be leading the NFC East by a game and a half. <laughs> yeah, it is the most competitive league without question. Um, yeah. But it, it's going to be really interesting in 49er land. Like, it's incredible what they've done getting four wins with the injuries they've had. Most other teams would have flushed the season many weeks ago with these yeah. kind of injuries. It's got um, worse and worse yeah. and worse for them. Yeah, they still managed to find, find a way. I mean... Who's the starter now? Is it Mullins? It'll be Mullins, yeah. That's what they, they, he played on the weekend. Didn't play well, but it'll be Mullins. Because um, he's not very good. Yeah, or C- if he was good, he'd be starting. Or CJ Beathard, as I like to call him, not Bethard. Beathard. God, is he still in the league? Yeah, that's that's the they're the two quarterbacks. So I think it's a, do they make a move? Trade. I think trade deadline's hit now, which we're talking about later. But uh, you know, we'll have yeah, to see what done. they do. Uh, very All very interesting. They could potentially do is sign an is a an available player. Who's not on a team? Yeah, yeah, that's the only chance they've got, or someone gets waived or something like that. That's, yep, they're they're in a bit of strife though. Let's move on. Ding dong, the witch is dead, Richie. I hear you ask which old witch. It is the Patriots. <laughs> they are gone. It has finally happened, and I'm going to shock and awe you with this comment, Richie. I am not enjoying it. I don't like <laughs> the Patriots sucking. It's something. It's built inside me that like you need the Patriots to be good, and I'm not enjoying it. I don't enjoy them losing to Buffalo. You know, I don't enjoy they, it. And they really probably shouldn't have. No, um, like my, um, Cam Newton fumbling on that on that drive to cost them you know, a chance to tie it up or even win it. I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy it. It didn't give me the the joy I thought it would. Um, I mean, it's not great for my predictions. That probably. <laughs> What hurts me well, the most? I dropped the um, Titans out and put them and put them in. So yours isn't that bad. At least you started with them. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, I I feel, yeah, it's just not a very talented roster. They're um, struggling. They've lost a lot of guys on defense. There's now rumors that they were trying to trade Stephon Gilmore, but couldn't get the value. They wanted a first round pick and a player, but couldn't. No one offered it. Um, who's going into the last year of his contract and all that sort of stuff. So it's um yeah, it's it's not a good situation there now. Like what what is what's their exact record? I think they're two and they are two and five. They're only above the Jets in their division who are 0 and eight, but they're they're now two games behind the Dolphins and four games behind Buffalo and a tiebreaker. Oh they're yeah, they're they're done. They're not making the playoffs from here. Well if you let's just if we look at Surely, you want to try and find them some wins, do you? Well, is there a way? Obviously, Buffalo, I think, can win that division. Miami are incredibly frisky, and we're going to talk about them soon. 
Tennessee and the Colts, like there's a there's a division winner and a wild card there. Then you've got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland, who are all like division winners or wild cards. And then you've got Kansas City. The Raiders are a game up on the or two games up on the Patriots, and Denver Broncos are a game up on the Patriots. They're in real trouble. Yeah, they're, they're not getting the seven seed. It's a mountain too far, and it's not like they've been losing um like without luck. Sort of No, thing. they're like, just they're been just, not as good. Yeah, they're just not good enough. Newton's just doesn't look good at all. I, I was watch I, I watched that game live and like with red zone, and I watched it a second time with the all twenty two. He just misses too many throws. Unless he's running with the ball, he just doesn't look good. Uh, um, he started off the season so well, and, and maybe the COVID's affected it, and he did have better moments in this game against Buffalo. But by no means are Buffalo a great defense or have been a great defense this year. And they, like the Chiefs, what they run for 250 yards on them a week ago, and Patriots couldn't even really... They did run well, but not exceptional. Not enough to win the game. And, you know, the fumble by Cam Newton, it's just kind of been... Just his MO at the moment. He's only really had that one good season where he was, you know, super his MVP year and they, you know, played in the Super Bowl, but where he was super productive and, you know, was clutch that year. And then from then he just hasn't been the same guy at all. It's bizarre to me. Um and you can't just blame injuries yeah. for that. That's got to be mental as well. Uh yeah. A little bit. He's just it's not what he once was. Yeah, you know, he, he he showed some flashes early, but um you know, Cam Newton's just being Cam Newton. Yeah, I think this, this, is who he is. This, this is just who he is now. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, let's move on to the Ravens and Steelers. They go to the wire. This was a great game. I really enjoyed it. Steelers came out on top. Um, they've got that two and a half game lead in the division now, which is huge for them. They're one of they. I think they're the best team in the AFC with the Chiefs for me. Uh, but. Why all this worry about the Ravens? I, I don't want... We've talked Steelers enough. They're terrific. I think they're going to go a long way. But they're a bit inconsistent on offense. But like the Steelers were... They get one one thing go their way and win that game. And we're having a completely different conversation this week. I, I just don't understand the worry of the Ravens. And I've got our, our good mate, Jer. Our good mate, Jer, all the way from... Uh, from where's Jer from? I've just had a mental Ireland. blank. Ireland. Ireland, of course he is. <laughs> I've even sent him a package there, I should know. Um... He's he messaged me asking what we think. They're a bit inconsistent, but you look at all the metrics. They're up the top in all the metrics, and their run home is incredibly easy. They've got well, see, the can, Browns sorry, and the Steelers. Can I just hold you for a sec before yeah. you do that? Yeah, go. They're not at they're not at the top of all the metrics. Mm. So here's here's the problem right now. They've got the number one rushing offense. Yeah, but they've got the thirty first passing offense yeah so they're extremely one-dimensional which and as it comes out it's the 22nd ranked offense overall yeah now they've got a great defense which is fourth overall so i think their record of five and two reflects those statistics i'm not worried about baltimore um i'm a little concerned about um lamar jackson and that passing game, it needs to improve if they want to go deep in the playoffs. Yep. But if they continue on this trend of you know, being the number four defense and you know, the number one rushing attack and the passing attack improves, they're going to be f- then they'll get to they'll get middle of the pack offensive rankings and they'll be fine. And they've got half the season to lose. get the passing game right. It hasn't been a disaster. Like there's a lot no. worse passing games. I know the total yards are, are lower, but that's just like if you look at on on averages, 
if you have a high rushing total, you're obviously going to have a lower passing total. Like just you have to because there's only there's only so many total yards you can get in a game. So if you if you're a really good running team, you're going to have lower passing numbers. But I know Lamar Jackson's made a couple of you know bad plays, but he hasn't been bad. I, I just I don't know what everyone's worried about. I think they're going to be a playoff team and they're going to have a really good chance to win this division down the stretch because the Steelers aren't going undefeated. They're, they're not that good a team. They're a good team, but they're not that good. They're not going undefeated. And the Ravens will play them again. They've, they've got another chance. So I think this is going to go to the wire, this division between the Steelers and the Ravens. And I'm just telling everyone, just worry, in four weeks' time, if the Ravens have lost three out of the next four games and they can't pass, Lamar's turning the ball over like crazy, then we'll worry about it. But until then, I, I'm not going to worry. I just think that they're, they're a good team. They'll have a good test this week. They got the number one defense, Colts. Colts, yeah, Colts a big game. What's their run home? I believe it's it's like they get the, they they got a fairly easy run home if I remember correctly. Just trying to get it up. Um, yeah, have you got it? I'm getting it now. Um, God, it takes forever for things. Schedule. Here we go. So full schedule. They got the Colts. So it's loading now. So they play the Colts next week. Um, then they play the Patriots. Patriots at New England, so they're struggling. But it's still not a. It's not a. I wouldn't say, oh, you're going to go into New England and win it easy, knowing Bill Belichick. Then you got the Titans, then Pittsburgh. So the next four games are they're their biggest tough ones. Then you get Dallas. We all know where they're at at the moment. Cleveland, win. who win. who knows where Cleveland are by then? Jacksonville, New York, win. and the Bengals. Win. There's win. four easy. Like, there's four wins easily in that in that run home, so I'm I'm just not worried. There's your, there's your ten wins. Your no, there's your nine wins. There's your nine, and then they've just got to steal one from Colts, Pittsburgh, Patriots. Like I think they beat the Patriots. I think by that point the Patriots might be they might be in real trouble. So, and you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they go into Indianapolis and beat them this week because a really yeah. good defense with Philip Rivers. He struggled against good defenses too. It could be a low scoring game. They haven't been blown out by anyone. I just I'm not worried about them. I'm just not. Yeah, I must admit I'm not either. I'd, I'd rather be where they are than, than a lot of other teams. 100%. Uh, let's talk Joe Burrow and the burying he put on the Tennessee Titans on the weekend. Titans have been absolutely flying. He went in there and just dominated them from start to finish. I know the hype is around Herbert at the moment. There, in my In my mind, there's no way Burrow doesn't win Rookie of the Year. There's no He's just played way too well. Yeah, and I just think he's played better than Burrow. My, I think like he's been... You, like, Burrow's... I'm sorry, than Herbert, you mean? Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, sorry, Herbert's, sorry. Herbert's been way better than, than... Burrow's been way better than Herbert. No doubt in my Herbert, mind. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's playing behind a rubbish O-line that actually got... I think it got a little healthier. You know O-line better than me. But it got a little healthier on the weekend. I think they got a couple back. They did. They got um, the right guard and center back, which was big. And, and it made a difference. I think... Um, Joe Burrow's he really looks like the real deal. Like yeah. if you're a if you're a Cincinnati fan, you must be thinking, ooh. The other person who looks like the real deal is uh T. Higgins too. The rookie yes. wide receiver. Like if they can na- if they nail Joe Burrow and then nail like their second round pick with T. Higgins, you mix that with Joe Mixon. Like Mixon hasn't played the last two weeks either. So they're missing their, one of their best players. Their defense struggles, but that's fine. You can you can work, you can fix a defense up and get a middle of the pack by signing some guys. The offensive line got better. Jonah Williams again, first round pick from last year that didn't play a game because he got hurt literally the first training session, has not yeah. been outstanding. But 
for a first-round pick who's basically playing his rookie year coming off a knee injury, he's been fine. I'm not sitting there going, he's a bust. Like, I'm more worried about the bloody, the guy in, the guy in the, at New York who literally can't get a start and he was the fourth overall pick, which is a big worry. But I think they've done a lot of the right things and I really like Burrow. I just think he's outstanding and he, he yeah. played great in this game. Just terrific yeah. in this and they're, game. They're, they're going to have a relatively high pick. Yep. So you probably take the best offensive and def- or defensive lineman mm-hmm. in the class um, and you just start building it out. Just build it out from there. As you said, they've got... Um, they spent capital on the O-line last year. And I mean, obviously he's he extremely unlucky blowing your knee out in your first practice. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he's okay from that. So theoretically, you're then going to have two high draft picks on your offensive line to protect your quarterback. They've hit on Higgins. Like that's such a good pick in the second round. Yeah. A few more pieces around him. Like the thing I love about the NFL, if you get it right, you can turn it around fast. If you nail the quarterback, you can turn it around fast. That's the key because he's now yeah. on a five-year deal. Remember, they don't have to do anything exactly. for five more years. Exactly. So, yeah, they're in the ask, best seat. Ask, um, ask Arizona fans. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Here on the QB, one year moves, back. and you can flip it. You yeah. Flip it so fast in the NFL when you hit on QB. Great example. And that, you know, speaking of flipping it fast, and a team that's hit on a QB. We've got these big troubles in in uh, San Diego, in LA, with the Chargers. Anthony Lynn, he's in real trouble. Three straight losses after being up 16 or more points. Three, no one's ever had that happen again. And it wasn't even as if they were not... Like, they, it just felt very Falcons like, on the weekend. <laughs> Herbert even made a few good throws, got a, got a few field goals later in the game. It just... Do you feel like it's fate? And when that starts to happen, that's when you're like, you're Anthony Lynn, you're going, I'm busting my ass. I have good players. I'm doing a lot of things right, yet we're not winning. This is bad. Like, this is it just not going to happen? And that's where I think they're at right now. Chargers are very talented. He seems to be a very good 50 minute coach. Yeah. Unfortunately, the game goes for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know how this keeps happening to them. And they lost like, to Denver. Like, it's not like they got up on the Chiefs big and then they came storming home on them. Like, Denver. Like allowing Drew Locke, who has really struggled this year and was dreadful for the first three quarters, to allow him to get that hot in the fourth quarter and just and the other thing I, I want to really point fingers at, and this is with Anthony Lynn, like where's Bosa in the fourth quarter? Like where's your prime pass rusher when you're up sixteen plus points three weeks in a row? You know what I mean? Where where's Melvin Ingram? Because I'm looking at the sheet now and I watch these games. They didn't pressure him at all. Zero sacks. Mm. They're your guys. You're paying Joey Bosa a lot of money and you're paying Melvin Ingram a lot of money and he had a holdout in the offseason and got a bit more money for his trouble. They looked after him. And now in the fourth quarter when you're up 16 plus points and you know that the Denver Broncos offensive line with Drew Locke at quarterback and you can't get pressure on him and slow him down and maybe cause a turnover or at least get a couple of sacks. You know, some of the players need to have a long, hard look at themselves too and realize that it's, you know, you can't just say, oh, we lost Derwin James, so we're, we're a crap. We can't get sacks now. Like last time I checked, Joey Bosa earn, earns a lot of money. He shouldn't be making plays. Yeah, and it makes me wonder. Like, are they? I'll be honest. I haven't seen a lot of the charges this year. Are they sitting back and just you know, rushing less? Like, dial some blitzes up in these things. Like, yeah. when you're up 16 points, you should be putting your foot on their throat and ending the game. Yeah. Not hanging about like you're playing under 12s and you're not allowed to run the score up. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. What's going on here? 
Yeah, I, I think Anthony Lim becomes very Anthony Lim becomes very passive on offense, which is a problem. And then they don't get any like all they needed in this game was one turnover in that fourth quarter, and and they and they win, they win the game. Simple as that. But they couldn't get it, and that's players. You can't. You can coach. You can put players in position to make big plays, and you can coach players, and you can blitz and all that sort of stuff. But what coaches normally do when stuff starts, like when when a quarterback gets hot, the first thing they do is go, "All right, let's not blitz." Let's drop back and see if this guy makes a mistake and try and get him out of his rhythm. You know, try and generate a couple of breakups and try and slow this young kid down. And it didn't work. So maybe but, you have to then go, all right, let, let, let's throw something at him. Well, it's a, it, it's, it's a quarterback who we all think is substandard. So get after him. Don't yep. like sit back and let him see if he makes a mistake. Go get him. It's almost like Force he, the mistake. It's almost Force like he issue. played the clock. He was like, oh, you know what? They're never going to score in time. The clock will stop that. We don't have to worry about it. And then all of a sudden, you get within two scores. And it's like, oh, we're okay. Then they get within one score. And then all of a sudden, the defense is going, oh, my God, they're in one score. What the hell have we done? We're up 18 points. What are we doing? And that's when pressure they've, starts. They've got a really interesting run coming up. So they've got the Raiders this week. Um, but then they play all four AFC East teams. Yep. So they've got at least two East Coast trips. I presume two of them are going to be East Coast. They are. And they get to host two of them. But that is a lot of travel coming up. And whilst, yeah, the Jets are obviously garbage and the Patriots aren't much good, they're still the, they're the kind of long trips and games that you can lose. And yep. it's going to be a very interesting five weeks for the Chargers. Really yeah. interesting. I think Lynn's in, in real trouble, though. Real, real trouble. Uh, you wouldn't want to drop too many of those. No. Let's have a look. Two a time started in Miami. He was... It was far from impressive. Yeah, I was going to use the word underwhelming. I think that would have been great. It's fair. A lot of hype over the Dolphins the last three weeks. Uh, their defense is playing really well. They got a punt return for a touchdown, I think, on the weekend, and then an yep. interception for a touchdown, I believe. You take those points off the board. The offense was dreadful in that game. I know mm-hmm. it was a good win, but uh, Tua was not good at all and nothing made me think oh yeah god this, this guy's really got it which is fine it's his first start my question is why go away from Fitzmagic I just don't get it even he doesn't get it he's a, he's a pretty honest guy and he came out and said I'm I'm real I'm gutted by this I don't get it that's what he said is I don't understand it I was playing well we were winning we we're on a roll this just can create such a fracture in your team because all of a sudden that defense is playing really well go oh now offense sucks like why the hell did he put in? Why did he put in Tua? We can't do anything now. Like now we're all the pressures on us. Like I don't get it. It was just such a bizarre move, and we didn't talk about it last week because it hadn't happened yet. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm not loving it at all. And he yet yeah, underwhelming was the perfect description for him. And I said we'll wait and see how it turns out. But Miami are in position to play in the playoffs this year and are looking good. It just seems like such a bad move for me. And I'm, I'm happy to be corrected in the next few weeks. Yeah, and he's also really hard to watch because he's left-handed. Yeah, what um, is that? Why Why do I hate watching left-handed quarterbacks? It looks so bad. It's so funny. Anyway, it, it makes no difference. Um, their defense put them in position to win the game, and they won it. So cre- credit to the Dolphins there. Yeah. Um, and the special teams obviously helped. And if you had the Dolphins defense on your fancy team this week, you, you, I'm sure you had a win. Yeah. Um, but we're almost burying the lead. The Rams, like, oh my god, Goff, like that that one year, 
where we thought, oh, yep, it was just the coaching and Fisher was making golf he crap. Fool no, all you us. know what? It, maybe he's just not that good. He's not that good. He's certainly not that bad, though. No, he wasn't that bad. I, I agree. But he, he's he's. But you also don't want a formula where he's having to throw the ball 61 times. And I'm sure McVay would come out and say that, too. I don't think anyone wants a quarterback to throw 60 times. No, because it shows you, like, you're really struggling. Yeah, and like he, he threw, he was almost at 60% completion. His average is good, you know, over 10-yard average, had the touchdown. But what kills you when you throw the ball that often is there's, there's going to be a couple of real bad throws or real bad reads. And that's where Goff yeah, struggles, and that's, and that's where the two picks come from. And unfortunately, this exactly. week, it killed them because one was taken back for a touchdown. So did he take it back for a touchdown or did he just get real close? I think he got close. Yeah, I thought I didn't think he scored. Remember. Yeah, no, he didn't score. Either way, it the points off turnovers were the big difference in this game. And if you look at it, mm. that was that, that was what cost the game. The other thing I, I will just highlight the Dolphins. They signed obviously they got Xavier Howard, who's a really good corner, and they signed Byron Jones from the Cowboys in the offseason. And I kind of sniggered at it, thinking that's way too much money. The last three games, both of them have played together because Byron Jones missed the first three. Their defense has been absolutely lights out. For the past three weeks, their pass defense is great. Their pass rush looks better all of a sudden. So maybe that was a good move. Um, but as I said, I, I'm, I'm not sold on the tour move. The problem is now you can't go back. You cannot go back to oh, Fitzpatrick. No like, it, it'll destroy the kid. If you've made that move, you've made that move. You better make it work because, yeah, otherwise it'll, it'll destroy him or then the team will start going, oh, this coach can't make his mind up. You know, it just, just creates fracture, which is not good. Um, the only way you can change him now is through injury. That's it. 100%. Let's, uh, you know, we really need to have a conversation, Rich. It's going to be a frank one about Carson Wentz. Now, they mm. played the Dallas Cowboys on the weekend, and I'm not going to go into the Dallas Cowboys because we talk about them too much and I'm over it. But they suck. They are a terrible football team right right now. They're terrible, injury riddled. He got outperformed. Actually, saying outperformed is unfair, but he was on par with Ben DiNucci from the Dallas Cowboys. Keep in mind, the Eagles don't have any injuries on defense. They're at full strength. And Ben DiNucci is a seventh-round pick rookie without an offensive line from, in front of him. From? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. Kent exactly. State. Exactly. James James Madison. Madison. There you go. So what I Which want to know I is... I guarantee you, I could get 100 Americans who couldn't point to where James Madison University is on a map. Is it in New England? It feels like a cold north place. That's all I'm going to say. North Northeast sort of area. Do you want to narrow it down at all or are you happy with that Like with that guess? Up like New York, northern, northeast sort of area. Am I right? No, it's in, I think it's Harrisburg, Virginia. Let me double check. Also, it's, it's, like definitely Virginia. Mid, it's like mid-east. Harris, yeah, Harrisonburg. Oh, there you go. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, but my, my, <laughs> my big question is, why are we believing in Carson Wentz? Because no team in the league has had any trouble putting up points on the Dallas Cowboys. No team's had trouble. No quarterback's had trouble. No one's no one's even batted an eyelid at their defense. Now, I will give it, their defense getting Leighton Van Der Esch coming back does make a big difference, which makes me so happy as, you know, you can see my signed Leighton Van Der Esch helmet and jersey behind me. Everyone knows how much I love him. So seeing him back and playing well makes me think, okay, if he can stay healthy, he's a good player. But Carson Wentz, I, I'm not buying it. I think he's a terrible quarterback. I just don't think he's good. Two turnovers? Like, really, you can only put 
what was the what was the final score? Twenty three points, and one of them came from a fumble recovery for a touchdown, which shouldn't have been allowed. But anyway, yeah, one was defensive. Yeah, like they just they and, and the other one came off a turnover. He had two picks, both to Trayvon Diggs. Like I've liked Trayvon Diggs' efforts this year, but that guy can't cover anyone. Like he gets burned <laughs> nonstop. Yet you throw two picks <laughs> oh. to him on him. Like literally, he was burned, and the two balls you threw are that underthrown that he makes a play on it. You always, you always know that that he's out there because you can see the back of his jersey chasing. Like I love him, and I'm I was glad he got some like he got some he made some plays on the weekend. I was glad for him because I think he could end up being a really good player, and he's being thrown to the wolves, like absolutely thrown to the wolves. Like, hey, rookie corner, where you're now a number one corner because everyone's hurt, and we've got no pass rushes to help you a little bit more. Have fun running around with DK Metcalf for four quarters. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it can't be fun for him right now. So he had the two picks. I was glad for him. That made me feel good. But one was an underthrown ball, which he made a good play on and picked it off. And one was an overthrown ball where he overcovered him and the, he just he looked like the receiver. So I don't know. I, Carson Wentz is a worry. I'd love to hear from Eagles fans what what their thoughts are on him. But well, I've been saying it for years. I don't rate him. Uh, he's always injured or always underperforms when teams need him. They got a win here, but it is by no means, no means Carson Wentz's success. They're they're dreadful, and I'm, you know, the Eagles are going to win the NFC East this year, and I think it's the worst Eagles team I've seen for five or six years. That's the sad part. They don't deserve it. Like I'd prefer to see Washington in the playoffs. Mm, it'd be interesting. Did I see Jalen Hurts throw a pass on the weekend? Yeah, he did. Yep, it was big for him. Was it a big trick moment. play or something? Yeah, or he comes in on like he... wildcat. I think he threw a screen. To be honest, I didn't even notice it. I just saw it in the box score, and then I, I tried to go back and find it. And couldn't be well. Like, I looked through a bit and couldn't find it. But I don't know. Like, is that? Do you think Jalen Hurts is a legitimate chance to push him to take over? Um, probably not this year. Um, there he's out of guaranteed money next they, year. They, Wentz. Yeah, they're, they're quite cutting him? similar in their traits. Like they could both run that that same offense. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're particularly well coached either. I don't know that's crazy to say of a guy who went. I've to a Super Bowl. But... I have always said Pedersen was not a good coach. Always, he won a Super Bowl, and that's fine. But a lot of pe- remember Michael Lombardi's criticism of him for a long time, and then he had to yeah. apologize. Maybe who is the offensive good... coordinator in that Super Bowl year, though? Um, um, Frank Reich, who's now at the Colts. Yeah, been at yeah. the Colts ever, ever since Josh McDaniels snaked him. He went over there. They've been not the same team since. And just sorry, I, I didn't even I didn't even remember. Oh, I didn't even re- forgot to mention he also lost two fumbles. Carson Wentz again. Dallas Cowboys defense here, four turnovers. Mm, switch on Carson not a good look. and switch on quick. Not a good look. No, let's move on to your Buccaneers, mate. They um mm. they gave me a bit of a fright because you know I'm not a big gambler, Richie. You know that about me. I'm not a big better. I do. And I thought this week I was like, you know what? I reckon the Bucks going to win this. I'm I'm certain they're going to win. So I took the Bucks just to win. I also took Mike Evans to have a touchdown, and I also oh, took I also took Gaskins, and I put it in a three way parlay as I like to call it. Now, as everybody calls it, that's what it is. It's a parlay. No, no we call it a multi here in Aussie, Rich. Oh, bloody, no, you got I got a, a three way multi going. No, the parlay. So I got it in there. Gaskin scores a touchdown early. I was sitting there going, okay, this is good, this is good, this is good. Mike Evans scores a bit later in the game on a great throw from Brady and a great catch. Love me, Mike Evans. And then you get, I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? The Bucks are going to blow this to the Giants. 
Are you absolutely kidding me? They let them drive the field, score a touchdown with a chance to tie it up. But don't worry, guys. Daniel Jones saved the day with his complete inability to be a quarterback. It was outstanding. He made one of the best throws I've seen him make with a touchdown to Golden Tate. And then on the two-point conversion, looked like he'd never played the position before. I've never seen inconsistency. So, was thrown so far behind him. I, I've, I've never seen him with a touchdown. I don't, I've never seen such poor inconsistency. He is like a poor man's Eli Manning, which is saying something because I already think Eli Manning was a pretty poor man, to be honest, other than two Super Bowls. Um, Early in his career, he was... He was good. He was good. More than capable yeah. football player. But th- this is Daniel Jones' problem. He turns the ball over too much. And he hurts him. Again, I'm, I'm not so on I'm not too here to talk about the Giants. The Giants suck. Bucks, though, you've got to be up and about about the Bucks. I'm feeling them. Yeah, I, I'd much prefer us just play nothing but 1 p.m. games. It seems to be if we play while everyone else is playing, we're good. Yeah, we it's when you're, the, when you're in the spotlight. A, if we're the only game, we don't seem to play as well, which concerns me because I think we've got the Saints in prime time next week. Um, so I, I reckon, but, I think you'll butter them. I genuinely think you were going to well, belt them. They, they are I'm struggling. Sure they beat, they beat Yeah, they beat your first game of the season. Remember, you had yeah. the tur- Tom Brady had the bad turnovers, and you know the he was getting used to the system. I think Evans fumbled. It was it was a bad game. I'm on. But the thing is, I like about the Bucks, right? And we always talk about this with with good teams, Richie. If you're a good football, you're always going to have close games in the NFL. That is just the bottom line. It is the nature of the game. The NFL teams look at the Giants. They're considered one of the worst teams in the league, but they've still got some good players on their team. Like Golden Tate's still a good player. They've still got some guys. like They're, they're going to make plays, and they're NFL players. So you're going to get close games. It's the good teams that when they have these moments, you know, Seattle last week, you know, the Bucks this week, the Saints yesterday against the Bears managing to come up and get that field goal at the end in a close game to win it. Those sorts of things. They're the teams mm. that you sit back and go, they're the wins you think about and go, wow, you know, they let them drive the field and score. But then you know what? They stopped them on the two-point. And even if they did stop them on the two, if they did get that two-point tied up, I could almost guarantee you Tom Brady's going down the field and getting a field goal there with three timeouts. I'm not worried. I was never worried the Bucs were going to lose. I don't know. I just... Yeah, it's... It's a different feeling. It's funny. Feeling. It was close, but I never felt we're going to lose it. And it was like you text me. You're like, I just don't feel like you're going to lose it. No, I never felt think, it. I don't think that way either. No, I just never thought the Giants... I just thought someone from the Bucs was going to make a play or someone from the Giants was going to stuff it up. In the end, Daniel Jones did, but I was waiting for a play to get made. That's all it was. The, the the difference of not having Godwin is Huge. massive. And I think that I think he, that's why Brown's coming. Well, he was activated mm. and he will play this week. Yep. And Godwin's um, apparently back this week too, so we'll be able to see. But I think Brown's going to come in and be like a reserve for Godwin more than anything. That slot, that backup oh, yeah. slot guy. He, he won't be a part of the starting unit, no. I don't think. No. Uh, he'll, he'll take, he'll take that be... Scotty Miller's role. Like, you know, I, I love a white slot receiver with like the rest of them, but. Sorry, Scotty Miller. Your reps are about to drop. You're not getting any reps anymore. When I still, I still think they're going to start Godwin Evans, Miller, and and Gronk. Yeah, it's the like the base eleven personnel package. I don't think that's going to change, but there will be built packages for Brown Antonio because Brown. he. We always used to talk about him before he went crazy. He's one of the few receivers who can play all the positions. Yeah, he can, he can play in the slot. Blocks well too. Outside blocks where he can get vertical. He can do everything you needed him to do. And obviously he's a great catcher of the football as well. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what being out of football for this long does to you. He's yeah. been out of the game a while now. So a best season and a half. He missed all of last season. He played most of the one before. 
So, yeah, it, it's it. It's a long time. This is the NFL, and it's also been COVID. Hasn't been able to get to the facility, and you know, it, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't think this is going to be worst case scenario. The worst case this goes is he sucks, and they just cut him after a couple of weeks, or he's a pain in the ass. They just get rid of him. I think Arians is strong enough to do that. Yeah, can I throw at you for the rest of the season? What do we got? Eight games to go? Yeah. Over, under, four touchdowns. Over. And 400 yards. Over. It's only 50 yards a game. I think he gets it. Because I I think Godwin's going to be one of those guys. He's just banged up this year. I think he's going to miss games. Yeah. Evans will miss games too. Evans is always prone to miss a couple. The the, the thing he's killing me about Godwin is he's never been like this in his career. He's just having a rough year. It's just one of those years. Exactly. It's something different. Like he has some hamstring problems and he broke his finger. He's got got turf toe and surgery. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing in there that's making me be like, like, you know, guys in the past, like Sean Lee, who just keeps doing the same thing. And you're like, oh, this guy's just soft tissue, soft tissue. Yeah. I just said he's had an ankle, then a finger, broke his finger catching a ball. And then, you know, then he said they couldn't pop it back in properly and had to, yeah. He just he's just having a rough year. It happens to guys. Don't lose faith in a guy like Godwin. I I reckon he's the key to that offense. Oh, I really and I love Evans. Yeah, you know how high I am on Evans, and it's good to see him and Brady are starting to get some continuity now too. And we heard Brady come out and say, "I want to get Evans involved more because he's so he's very important to us." And I want to get I don't want to just throw him in the red zone because he's tall. I want him all over the field. So they're starting to learn. Gronk's again. I thought he was dead. He's starting to he's playing better. He blocks like he, a champion. Well, He's blocking speaking down. Speaking about standing. guys who, yeah, speaking guys who thought might have been gone, um, Fournette is becoming more and more and more involved. But um, have you seen the motivation it's given to um, who's the other running back name? Is it Brown? Um, who's Jones. Jones. Jones, yeah, Ronald Jones. Ronald it's Jones. kind of made him because I think he thought he was the man, and then when Fournette has come in, it goes one way or the other. Normally, normally that guy goes, "Oh well, I want out." Then if you bring in Fournette, I think he's gone the other way and gone, "Okay, well." You know, I I need to earn my reps, and he's it's made him a better player too. So it's worked in both. It's worked for both areas that because Ronald Jones has been pretty good since since like, he's been pretty good this year. We had way less touches on the weekend. I was actually wondering had he got, but they just they hurt, just use or them. Did they just ride the hot hand. Yeah, Arians just uses who he feels like using. This is the thing. This is what Arians does. He doesn't care. He'll just use the guy who he thinks suits the situation better. You know, or you know, if say if, if Fournette had come out and fumbled, then he'd be like, all right, you're you're kind of done for the day. Thanks, mate. I'm gonna go with um Jones because you fumbled. And I mean, he's got those. He's got options everywhere. I'm mm. I'm liking that. And then we haven't even mentioned their defense. Their defense is outstanding. Very strong. They they had a bad, few bad moments on the weekend. I think they took the I think they took the Giants lightly to start with. I think they thought it was yeah, gonna be definitely. an easy win. And again, it's the NFL. There are no easy wins in the NFL ever. So I think if you expect other than the Jets, sorry, there are no easy wins other than the Jets. <laughs> um, that's it for the news of the week, guys. What I wanted to do quickly is just set sit some last-minute trades that were made um, before the deadline. I, the deadline did hit, didn't it? It was yesterday morning or something like that, I believe. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Yeah, so the Chargers sent Desmond King to the Titans for a six-round pick. Desmond King's a former Pro Bowler. He was a Pro Bowler not last year, but the year before. Has been pretty good this year. Titans desperately need some D-back help. Um, I think it's a great move. Titans, are con- again, are contending. They're going to be up there for that division. They gave up barely anything for him. They have to take on a bigger contract, which is fine. Um, but you've got that. He's out, he's out of contract at the end of the year, so he's, he's going to be super motivated to play well and get that money. Um, I loved it. And then to the Chargers, you're just, you're just clearing dead dead weight now because they know they're not making a playoff push. So they're clearing weight, build around um, Herbert next year and see how you go, maybe with a new coach. But I, I thought Desmond King was a good trade, good pickup by the Titans. 
it, it, it's good for both teams. Titans are contending. Um, it, it, you know, it's a um, yeah, it's a salary dump for all practical purposes. Yep. They had they had the space. It's only for a one year deal. If he impresses, you might look to resign him. If not, let him walk. Yep. And talking of salary dumps, you get Quan Alexander, who you know, former Buck was a high, the highest paid linebacker in the league when this when the 49ers signed him. They've traded him away for a, to the Saints for Kiko Alonso, who I think's played for every team in the league now, and a fifth round pick. <laughs> I couldn't believe, I'll be honest, I did not even realize he was still in the league. He, he like, mate, I had no idea. Do you know what the, the the annoying thing about Alonso is? Injuries kind of. He was a really good player his first couple of years, then got injured. And he's just become this like solid coverage linebacker now. Like he's a good player still, Kiko Alonso. But what I loved about this for the Niners, they're starting to see the writing on the wall a little bit. I think they're saying we're in a bit of trouble. Let's dump some salary because we're probably going to have a top five pick next year. Also, um, Warner, Fred Warner, is playing like one of the best linebackers in the league this year for the 49ers. And Greenlaw has played better than Quan Alexander as their second linebacker. And you don't need two, three linebackers anymore in the NFL. You just don't need them. No, you need two. So it's a great salary dump. It's also great for the Saints because that's one area they've struggled is stopping the run. And Quan Alexander, we know, he, he does have trouble with consistency with tackling, but he's a very, very active player in the running game. If he can be healthy, he can add something to the Saints. He's certainly an upgrade over Alonzo for me. Definitely. So again, no another good move. 49ers dump, dump some cap. They move in Greenlaw as that starter now without any, oh, you know, Quan Alexander's upset because you're starting Greenlaw. It doesn't matter. He's just, the, he's just the guy now and you move on. Um, in one of the best trades I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, the New York Jets traded Avery Williams from the starting middle linebacker to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is the first player in the history of the NFL to go from a team with zero wins to a team that is undefeated. I think this. Oh, can I? Can I? Can I say go from a team that's defeated to a team that's undefeated? Uh, <laughs> it's a fifteen-game turnaround. Yeah, in the record. And he is a solid. He's a solid linebacker. They lost. They have Bush, don't they? Devin Bush is Steelers. You're Devin White, yeah. Tampa's Devin White. Yeah. Yeah. Bush. Devin Bush is out for the season with an ACL injury. I think Avery Williamson. He's definitely not an upgrade of that position, but he's for, from Bush. But he's a very, very solid linebacker. He can blitz. He can play the run. And we all know what teams do with coverage now, the way they move safeties down to help coverage from linebacker position. He's a great, great signing for an already really strong team. And did you, so when he got traded, he put up a picture of himself in the locker room with his Jets because after the game he found out, he put up a picture with his full Jets gear on, um, as if he were saying, on to Pittsburgh, as if that's who they're playing next week. And really, he's been traded. It's cold. <laughs> Absolute. I think the happiest Don't man in the girl. room right now is Avery Williamson. Could you like seriously? Could you imagine that being like this year is going to be a nightmare? I'm going to suck because the team sucks. I'm not going to get any money. Like this is only going to hurt my contract. And then bang, Steelers. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Steelers, anything short of an AFC championship appearance is a complete fail for this year. The way they're playing now. Yep. So yeah, by him joining them. Yeah, I don't even know what be... they gave up. I think it was a seventh round pick or something. It was not. It was like a late pick. It was, it was a conditional much. pick. Um, the other, the last move was this was this was late last week. The Bengals traded Carlos Dunlop, their uh, defensive end, older guy, but still a solid pass rusher. And certainly not going to win any sack races or anything like that. But they traded him to the Seahawks again, late round pick. Really good move by the Seahawks, getting a guy to come in. That's one area they struggle in. Give up nothing. He's not costing them much. He's out of contract at the end of the year. 
uh, see what you've got in him and go from there. I think it's a really good move by them. I said it might not pay off on the stat sheet. It might not pay off at all. But this is what I love about good teams. You know, you look at the Titans, Seahawks, you know, Saints, even the 49ers to an extent, good people, like that, good organizations. They're always just trying to improve that little bit. So if you get that opportunity to get Dunlop, it's like, well, you know what? Let's trade that seventh round pick because we're a chance this year. We're bloody, we're six and one. We're a big chance. Maybe he gets us eight sacks down the stretch. You know, we don't know. Maybe in the playoffs, he gets us a big sack and a forced fumble to win us a game because he's a quality veteran yep. player. That's what those good teams think like that. And that's what all those moves there I liked. Um, which, and there, there was a couple of other minor ones, um, but those were the ones I really, I really liked and they were good. When you talk about trades like that, I mean, what do you can do with that seventh round pick? Get a quarterback out of James Madison, who ain't no good. Ben DeNu- I mean- No, he's good. No, what are you talking about? He's going to take Prescott. <laughs> Haven't you heard he's taking Prescott's spot? Don't pay Prescott. Sure, yeah. Pay Danucci. That's what they're all saying, Richie. You, you saw the meme I sent you about Dallas quarterbacks. Yes, um, I did. Did Bring it make back- you laugh? Yeah. It really made me Everything laugh. Everything made funny. I said, mate, I forked the Cowboys last week. I'm that out on them. It's not funny. The only problem is no, that bloody McCarthy no. is going to survive. McCarthy is going to survive this year because of the injuries. That's the only problem. Oh, he did fork them last Yeah, week. I forked them. And now that brings us. We've got to fork another team oh, each. Oh, yeah, fork them. Who is... Fork one each. So we've... Uh, are the Jets so forked recap? Yet? Yeah, recap me. Yes. Recap. Falcons, Jets, Giants, Broncos, Bengals, Cowboys are all forked. So if we're looking for one each... Who do we want? Who do we want? I've got one, and it's ballsy. It's real big. You ready for it? Don't let let me stop you. I am forking the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. I am stabbing them. (laughs) Four wins still. Four and four. They're 500. I'm forking them. I can't see it. Garoppolo's hurt. They've got the Packers this Friday. The Packers coming off an awful loss to Minnesota. How pissed off do you think they're going to be where they let Delvin Cook run all over them and score four touchdowns? Do you reckon they're going to maybe want to stop the run on Friday, the Packers? I think they're maybe going to want to make it a real, hey, 49ers, you can't pass. We're going to hammer you. You're not going to run the ball on us. I think it's going to be... I would think that would be the plan, yes. Uh, I'm forking the 49ers. I'm done. I don't, they, um, and I, I think they're a great team. I love Kyle Shanahan, but they do not have it. They cannot make the playoffs this year. This with the injuries, they can't. Do, and if they do, I will happily, I will happily be wrong with that. But I just, I, I can't see them doing it at all. Well, you've kind of left me to do the responsible thing. Mm, you're gonna fork a crappy team because you're you're soft. Both, yeah, because we both should have done the responsible thing here. Uh, the Texans and the Jags both have one win. We're not forked one either of them. We're not forked them yet. What an so, insult to the 49ers. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to do the responsible thing. I will fork the Jags. Um, and then next week, you'll be forced to fork the Texans. No, and they survive one more week. I'm forking the Colts next week. I'm going for it. I'm taking them all. I'm taking them. Uh, I think I find it hilarious that they're alive. We've forked Denver, yet the Chargers and the Houston Texans and the Jaguars are alive. We're, we're forked the Cowboys, Denver Broncos, and 49 Oh, I think it's me doing all the dumb ones, but I just, I'm just, I go it off my gut you. feeling, Richie, and I am not feeling San Francisco 49ers. I'm just not feeling it. So that's that, that's the two forks. Are the Giants forked by any chance? 
Yes. A Washington? No. Neither of the Vikings, who actually just quite had a really good win on the weekend. We just talked about it. Great. Mate, Delvin Cook, he is a freak show. Mm. He, I've He's ne- good. I've never seen a guy hit the line so fast from the handoff. Does he line up further away so he, he gets the ball fast? I've just never seen someone... That Michael quick. Pittman used to do that. Yeah, is it is it a Mike Pittman? Yeah, so is it he a used technique? To line up deeper and yeah, move and move quicker. Hit it. it yeah, good. Yeah, I love it. Whatever it is. Oh, oh, also, can I just give a special shout out? Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. from the Bucks. Oh boy, the safety. My God, he's just like his dad. He's like his dad, yeah, but he hits freak. harder. He's unbelievably good. Oh, yeah, that everyone missed on him. Everyone in the first round, you missed out on a on a good one there. Yeah, just it just came to me then when you, we talked about uh, Delvin Cook. But yeah, Cook's a different breed, and yeah, I, I do remember Pittman being like that. Didn't Pittman's son get drafted this year as well? I'm certain he did. Uh, he was a wide receiver at USC. Yeah, Pittman Junior. I'm certain he. I, th- I think he went to the Bucks too. No, no, he didn't. Wonder where he so went. He, I think he was drafted. Hang yeah, on, he was. But I remember Colts. Pittman. Colts, Colts. There you go. Yeah. There's he's, been um he's been sidelined indefinitely after surgery. What wow. did he have? That's not good. It's not a good thing. Oh, he had compartment leg syndrome in his calf. That's not cool. Is that just when all your muscles and everything just like compart up? So you got to like cut them out to fix them? I think that's I've I've never heard of that before. That doesn't make any sense. What is it? Do they is he squished? Is he shrinking? Um, Okay, compartment syndrome is caused when there's an increased pressure at at least one of the compartments of the lower leg. The pressure in the lower leg compresses against different areas, including nerves, arteries, and veins. Jesus. Jeez. That is not They're going to be overly good cautious because they want him to return, and there is a risk of infection afterwards. That's not good for business, especially as a wide receiver, I wouldn't imagine. No. Yeah. No, he had a good college career. Not as jacked as his old man, but he's taller. Yeah, Pippen was a running back. Yeah, he was a running back. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I think that's it, Rich. That's it. Um, Next week, everyone will do... Next week is the official midway point of the season. Everyone would have played eight or nine games. Um, No one would have played seven. So we're going to do our uh, mid-season review where we'll basically go through all the divisions, see where they're at. Um, all the awards, we'll, we'll kind of re-predict the awards and have a bit of a chat about where we think they are and, and who we picked and have a laugh about how Richie had the Patriots winning the playoffs and getting to the playoffs and how he had the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. That'll be a good laugh. I'll enjoy that, I'm sure. Something's going to get me through. I had you, did I have you winning it or losing it? I had us winning the Super Bowl. I had us winning the Super Bowl. I can't remember who I wrote. I, I wrote it all down. It was. Oh, my God, it did too. Cowboys 34 over the Chiefs 31. Well, that won't happen. I hit Wouldn't on so many so. other ones. Wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't have thought. You know what? Doesn't matter. The bonehead of the year awards are going to go to me. I cannot believe I pulled the Titans out of the playoffs and put the Patriots in. <laughs> Ever since then, some may say I'm the reason the Patriots suck now. It was me that did it. I jinxed it. So, some may. I, I won't, but some may say, Richie. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So, big big preseason, big midseason uh, review next week. Um 
Again, thank you to Breaking Oz Memorabilia. Absolutely love your work, guys. I've been getting in on a few breaks and trying to win some helmets. I've become a bit, I've got a bit of a problem, which is we're not doing the video podcast this week for a few reasons, but I won't go into why. But that'll, that'll be back next week, hopefully. Um, but as you can see, the helmets behind me, Richie, and the jerseys and whatnot, I'm becoming a bit of a weirdo. I'm becoming those weird, one of those weird guys. I think COVID's done this to me. But I love, <laughs> I love sign stuff. There's just something about it. There's just something about it. It's just cool. So. Um, thank you to Breaking Oz for that. And also thank you to Burnley Brewing for the beer sponsorship. Um, I'll be getting in there over the weekend to have a feed and make sure I pick up some beers. So hopefully there's some coffee beers going because I'm hanging for some coffee beer. Um, coffee and I'll get some, I'll have to drop off a special delivery to you. On the, I'm actually allowed to come and drop it off at your house now, Rich. I don't even have to throw the beers out the window as I drive past now. I can just come in and say <laughs> hello and be normal. Roll down my driveway. Yeah. So I'll um, have to come drop some beers off. But thanks again, mate, for being here. Um, Pleasure. And everybody, you will see from us. You will you'll hear from us and see us next week. Thanks for tuning into the Vault Studio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to keep up with our video content, head over to YouTube, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>